Hey loves, welcome to the Tantric Activation Podcast with Sarah Rose, the number one podcast for men and women who want to become the most sexually confident version of themselves and have a relationship that is the secure foundation and fuel for every other aspect of their lives. Tantric Activation is for anyone seeking to optimize their potential. My name is Sarah Rose. I'm a world-renowned sex and relationship coach and the founder of Tantric Activation. On my website, tantricactivation.com, you can find information about my men's and women's coaching programs. On this podcast, I'll show you how to tap into Tantra to take control and transform your life into one that you're passionate about on every single level. Let's jump in. Down it's sex and Sarah Rose and I'm Sarah Rose coming direct from New York City and I am here with Aaron Hickok. Hey Aaron. Hi Sarah Rose. Hey. So just an FYI an update a new addition to our podcast from now on will be city sounds in the background. <laughs> I love it. Bringing the big city live to you. Live from New York City. <laughs> uh, how are you today? Oh, I am just feeling lit up by life, Sarah Rose. I have gotten myself out of the rut that I was in last year. I'm building momentum. I'm moving forward. I'm doing things to really take care of myself and I'm feeling really good amazing i know last time we talked you were doing that cleanse how's that going i am still a hundred percent carnivore um i have just i'm in my fifth week so it'll be five weeks on friday um so by the time this airs and um, i'm feeling great in my body inflammation is down i am feeling energized and have really acclimated uh to this new way of being. I'm not crying about the, <laughs> the not as many choices in food. And um, I've found some really great recipes that are so tasty. And so I'm, yeah, I'm feeling really good in that front too. Mm, so you're like a cat now. Yeah. I feel like I'm like, yeah, like a predator. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am doing the carnivore focus and it definitely has me like very focused in my brain. Um, and I would say the best health thing is that I don't, I'm not having any allergic reactions, even, you know, Austin and cedar fever. Mm -hmm. I am not even having cedar fever. That's what kind of one of the things that promoted me to start, start this. And I can breathe freely. Wow. Um, you know, I've been doing a couple other things as well to kind of stay on top of it, but I don't you know, normally I have terrible headaches and I, um, yeah, normally I, I'm miserable this time of year, you know, earaches and headaches and all that. And I'm, I'm feeling great. That is incredible. I mean, that is really a huge testament. Like I was miserable the whole time I was in Austin because the allergies there are so bad and I never struggle with allergies anywhere else. Yeah. Cedar fever. It's a thing. I have another friend. Uh, we have a mutual friend and she travels during the end of the year and the, the you know, December through kind of February time because she gets it so bad. She just, you know, just goes elsewhere. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I am really excited to be 
in the city with so many good food options. Oh my God, I'm so happy. Like this morning I went and I got my acai bowl and I also got like this warm drink that has, it's like a turmeric and um, it has two kinds of mushrooms. I think it was reishi and chaga. Uh, I can't remember what else was in it, but I was just like, yes, like I'm back to a place where I have these kinds of options. There's a another little place down the street that makes the best broth and I'm vegetarian. So I get the mushroom and seaweed broth, but I've been getting that almost every day and it's just so wonderful. Oh my God, I get it. And they add in um, maca and uh, cacao and one other herb. I, don't, I had never heard of this other herb before. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, hey, I walk out my door and I have all these amazing options. And I mean, people are so weird. I don't even get it. Like people are like, New York is dead. No, it is not. Like I was down in Soho last weekend packed lines down the street like you can't get in anywhere I mean granted it's difficult to get into restaurants because there's limited capacity and so people are making reservations um but like it's definitely not dead <laughs> like maybe it's not at a hundred percent like it usually is you know but there's so much life in this city yeah, I'm so glad that you're there, Sarah Rose. I I love hearing your stories. I think it's the perfect city for you to be in. And hearing all this talk, I'm thinking maybe sometime we should just do a food is sexy show. Oh my God, we seriously <laughs> should. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> food is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely in food heaven right now. <laughs> uh, and I went on four dates this weekend, so that was fun. Um, yeah, so we'll see. There's, there's one person that like I've been really excited about, and that person isn't, um, hasn't been in town the whole time that I've been here, so. Um, that hasn't happened, but it will in a couple of weeks and then I will have more updates. But yeah, I'm already working on, you know, getting dates set up for this next weekend. And so far I've had really good experiences. Everyone that I've gone out with has been really cool. Nice. I've, uh, yeah, I actually hearing you say that I need to get back into the dating app. I think I dropped the ball on it a little bit and have been focusing a lot on my business and my own self-care, which is fine. But hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, I do feel flirty. Like this would be a good time uh, to get back on. So I'll keep you posted. Mm, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny here because like, we can't eat indoors at the restaurants and it's cold. Like it's between 30 and 35 degrees. And so um, we sit outside and we're like wearing our coats. So it's not like showing up being all sexy, you know, I'm like in my freaking big old ski coat and hat and like mask walking. <laughs> so it's definitely a different experience, but I've still been having fun. 
Yeah. Oh, and I went to one place and they had hot sangria to drink. That was nice. Ooh. Mm. Menu option. <laughs> I'm really excited to eat other food again, too. I do have to say. <laughs> that seaweed broth sounds like oh, just the ticket. So, so good. So, but yeah, I was thinking today that um, just really talking about men and masculinity and men's sexuality. And um, this is the topic that we're currently on right now in the Man on Fire program. So it's really present with me. And I know this is something that, you know, is always a topic of conversation being a men's sex company. Um, but we're looking at it right now really from the perspective of just bringing these specific things to awareness and helping um, just giving the guys tools, practices, techniques that they can use to really own this for themselves, like to look at these aspects of society and culture and religion and that impact these specific areas of their lives and to ask some really deep questions about it and to really begin to define their masculinity for themselves um, in super conscious ways rather than you know just kind of going along with the flow like most of us do if we're not introduced to work like this yeah i think it's i mean this is such a cool opportunity for people to you know, create, create their own character to create their own, their own life and understanding, you know, where we have these like little snags, let's say, um, these hooks in us from, um, you know, from our upbringing, you know, we, we don't need to, we don't need to play by those rules anymore. The rules are changing in the world, but if we're going to adapt to that, we need to consciously create that for ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's really it is just like, doing different practices that create more conscious awareness in our lives. And I was actually on a call with one of my clients this morning and he was struggling because he really has this, what I would consider like a very evolved way of looking at their sex and love and relationships. And he was just like, you know, Sarah, I feel like I go full in with a woman and like really fast and I'm really open and vulnerable and um, I fall in love. And he's like, but I understand the difference between love and relationship and what it takes to really have a long-term thriving relationship. He's like, but I want to find this out fast. He's like, I want to find this out in the first few days. I don't want to you know, take, waste six months of my life with somebody and then find out that we aren't compatible. He's like, so I just go full in like right up front. He's like, but I find that I'm hurting people when I do this, you know, and he's like, I really don't want to hurt people. He's like, what should I do? And, you know, from my perspective, I was just like, well, it doesn't sound to me like you're doing anything wrong because he did tell me that he's very upfront as well you know to to start out the conversation with these women of like 
you know, really what his intentions are. Like, you know, let's, let's go away together for four days and like get, get to know each other really well. And just to see like, if we want to continue on or not. And, you know, so he says to me that he's really, you know, lets them know, and he doesn't have bad intentions. Like he really does care. Um, but he's like, you know, I just find that it doesn't like they still don't understand, you know, even though I let them know up front that, you know, they feel these feelings of love and they haven't met somebody before that's so open and expressive and, you know, just willing to to go there and with this deep intimacy and connection and like they just really want that. And so, you know, I said, well, I think then, you know, if you're really wanting to not you know hurt women then first of all it sounds to me like you're doing everything okay if you're letting the know up front but you're going to need to find women that have that same um view as you do around sex love and relationships if you really want to avoid you know kind of this this conflict that you're currently having and not change what you're doing you know but i'm like that's that's rare like it's going to be really rare to find people that have done this kind of work and that can understand from a really mature emotional place the difference between sex love and relationships these are the types of conversations that we're having and it's just really great to see men like start to to really own these areas of our lives that are so important that in the past we haven't given a whole lot of conscious thought to we've just kind of like fucked our way into a relationship right like oh well we've had sex a few times there's an oxytocin bond we're just kind of connected and we just stay together kind of thing rather than like being really intentional about what it is that we're doing here why why we want a relationship why we want love why we want sex you know and i told him i was like i fall in love all the time because i come at it from that same place of just like i want to get to know you i want my heart to be open to you i want to feel love you know and like does it hurt when I, you know, come to the realization of like, okay, well, this isn't meant to be like a relationship. It was just love. And yeah, it hurts. But I also have so much gratitude for that, that hurt because it's fun to get to experience love. And I'm just like grateful that I get to experience that even if there's like some pain on the flip side of it. Yeah. I mean, hearing you talk about this, first of all, I want to say I am into this way of being in relationship. <laughs> I think this is a great way to approach things. And I would say that the hurt, I mean, the hurt comes from, uh, from not having our expectations met. You know, that's, that's like, oh, I, I wanted you to be like this person that was going to be all of these things for me. Right. It's like, that's, that that disappointment uh, coming up, and when I look at when I look at disappointment myself, when things don't work out, I mean, yes, it's painful, but pain helps me see what I need, helps me understand with clarity that, like, yes, if I am going to be in a relationship, like these are the things that I really need. 
um, in order for, for that to thrive and to see, you know, where maybe I had expectations, maybe hidden expectations in relationships with people. Because I can say that like in loving exchange, like I definitely like fall in love very easily, but I don't necessarily get into relationship very easily. And it's directly because, yeah, I see, I see the difference between what is a feeling and like what is a is a great like encounter and connection with a person and then you know just because it's great connection does not necessarily mean that we're going to be aligned as life partners yeah definitely and i think the more the people start to have these realizations then the better relationships that we can have because the statistics on relationships are clearly not very good currently. And if we're going to make a change in that, which I really hope that we are, and that's something that I love helping people with is, you know, we really have to become more aware and conscious of what we're doing, what we're choosing. And like, especially if you're like choosing to bring children into the world with this person, like there's, there are big things. Like a lot of people are impacted when a relationship ends. And that doesn't mean that relationships shouldn't end. Sometimes they definitely need to end. But if we had more conscious awareness going into the relationship, then we would see um, less of a need for them to end. And also like, being really proactive when you're in the relationship as well. Yeah, you mean like asking questions and getting clarity about what the other person wants and values, <laughs> I mean, uh, getting aligned. I mean, I think that's probably one of the most important things to me is having, you know, aligned pathway, like vision for the future. You know, being able to have shared values ensures that you have things to talk about, ensures that you're going to be on the same page for the bigger and most important uh, decisions that people would be making in a partnership. And, um, you know, great sex is great sex, but that's not going to, you know, make sure that you're on in alignment uh, with what's the most important things, you know, for us to be doing on a, you know, a year from now, five years from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I really love about my work is seeing some of the older men that I work with come in and like this, that generation, like so much has shifted since in their lifetime when it comes to society and what it means to be a man and a lot of these men who are like middle-aged or older like there's been a lot of alienation because everything has shifted so fast like just all the different roles leadership roles roles of father just like just what it means to be a man you know and then like i have guys that i work with that are like military and um you know or there's some sort of maybe they they work to be some sort of protector defender in society like military or police or even firefighter things like that and they these this aspect of like defending and being a warrior has really been fractured in society and so there's like alienation there as well and not to say that there haven't been you know 
misuse of power because there absolutely has, but a lot of men that, you know, go into these types of roles, they really do want to help, but they, they're under attack so often because of just all these shifts that have happened in society. So, you know, we're, we're looking at it from that perspective as well of like how to like really be empowered in times that really do continually just change and shift really quickly. Yeah, hearing you talk about talk about that, it has me think about how needed actually the warrior energy is still right now. But instead of fighting against this external thing, it's really, it's looking inward. It's using that warrior energy to look at like, what are we afraid of? What are our shadow pieces? Like if we're feeling afraid of, you know, emotions showing up around us, really being able to show up with that, that same devotion, dedication, that heart of service of the warrior. Uh, but shifting it to, yeah, to what, to what is more the, the inner realm, the consciousness realm, the emotions being able to be present with those. Yeah. And what I find when working with women is that most women actually really desire a man to embody that warrior spirit. Like I know I do, I find it really attractive and sexy and like, I, the women that I talk to, like, I have literally not come across a woman unless it's something on social media, something in the, in another type of media that is attacking masculinity. I see that stuff out there, but when I'm actually talking to real women, (laughs) like I'm not hearing that same message. Women are like, no, like it's sexy when a man is, has strength and can defend and can protect. And like women actually really like that. Yeah, I know. I sure do. I mean, I love, I I know that I can be more relaxed in my feminine nature when I am with someone who is in their strong masculine. It is so sexy to me. And I've been living my life, a huge amount of my life, where I'm actually stepping more into my masculine to be able to hold that because I, you know, that's, that maybe hasn't been showcased around me. Um, and being around more men who do embody that warrior energy, that, that King energy, uh, I notice that I become, I become more intuitive. I become more free with my, with my flow, with my dancing. I become more sensual, more sexy. Like I become these, these parts of my feminine, the divine feminine that shows up more when I am with someone who is in there more masculine, it creates that, that awesome charge uh, between us. So yes, for more of that, please. Yeah. And it just feels good. Like it really feels good. And like, I find that I struggle trying to find a man that I'm really attracted to because so many men have 
like abandon that part of themselves or shut that part of themselves down because of all the attacks that they've gotten and they don't want to contribute to the problems in society and so i find that for me it really inhibits like the the male female attraction um when i'm with guys that have shut that part of themselves down you know and exactly like you said so many women are now stepping more into like this masculine energy because there aren't guys around that are doing that and so the men are less attracted to the women because women are exhibiting more of this and there's just not this polarity and it's not to say that like men are supposed to be one way and women are supposed to be another way but there are just certain things that you know statistically like a majority of people may have you know different attractions to and that type of thing where you know a lot of it comes from just our 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 biology of relating with each other for hundreds of thousands of years and it's not to say that that can't change and evolve and shift and it can and it does every single day you know but there are a lot of people that want that polarity in a relationship and that feels good to them and they're just finding that it's difficult um you know to come across people where they're where they're really feeling that I mean, I think that charge is, is super important, Sarah Rose. I have people who are wonderful friends, wonderful companions, people who I enjoy spending time with, but there's not necessarily that charge that's going to create that, that attraction because there's not the polarity there. And, you know, that's, we can, we get to have we get to have different polarities and different relationships, you know, some relationships, it makes sense to have less polarity and like really be going forward towards the same goal. But at least for myself, I know that in romantic relationship, like I want to be more in my feminine, I want to be with more of the masculine because that is what feels the best for me. Right. That's what feels amazing for me. And so that's what I'm looking for in in relationship is a man who knows, you know, his own masculinity, who who shares that. And, you know, not the we're not even I mean, I'm not going to go to the toxic masculinity part, you know, I mean, divine masculine, you know, showing up, um, you know, making clear choices, um, just being steady, that that steady and strong energy. Yeah, I, lo I love how it shows up in my life. I love my beautiful brothers, friends who show up in that way and have helped me learn how to be uh, in relationship with that more in, in my feminine. And I feel grateful for, you know, the future relationship that's coming my way and all of all of the the people who are stepping more empowered into choosing how they're going to express their masculine energy like we can consciously choose that i to consciously choose that how i do it in my work we all have both and um i'm so excited to hear more about what you have to offer as as tools for that yeah so i mean in the program like that's where we really go through all the deep work around these and that's where they get the tools to really 
have conscious awareness and to develop this within them. So, you know, it's way, definitely way too much and too extensive to go into like in the podcast, but, um, but these are the conversations that we're having, you know, throughout the week, the guys are having these conversations with each other and the group and, um, on our live calls that we do together. And it's just really amazing to see men who are empowered. And like I was telling the guys last night, in class, I was like, you are so rare, like men in society that are really willing to do this work, like you are rare and know your worth, know your value. And I was like, you know, don't be an asshole about it. (laughs) Don't like use it against women. Like I'm the best of the best. Right. But like really know, like you have so much worth and so much value. And like by being this type of man, like you really are one of the rare ones. And, um, I really encourage them to, to see that in themselves. And, you know, so it's just a strange time I feel for men because there's like this for so long, men have had the superior role. And while we can still see so much in society that men do still have the superior role. Like, I don't think that there is equality really um, at this point in time, even though we have come a long way. But at the same time, there are so many attacks on men and like they're just being attacked for everything. And it's like, just because we've been in this time of patriarchy for, you know, however, 10,000 years or whatever, like, and there are men that have abused that power, misused that power. The majority of men have not been treated well by patriarchy either. Like, just because we like we can look at it and say like well they have more privileges they've um made they've been able to make more money they were able to um you know just have the say in society and all of this and yes those things are true but it's also caused so much pain and it's also boxed them in in ways that they didn't ask to be boxed in and so i look at it from that perspective of like yes patriarchy sucks for women but it's also really sucked for men as well and like the i don't i don't like the attacks that are just constantly constantly on men because like i want men to be strong and empowered alongside me and like to try and just bring them down that's not an empowered way of thinking at all like we all need to rise together and the men granted i know i have a a uh, I guess a slanted view of men because I do work with the men that are the the best of the best in my opinion because they're the ones that are actually willing to do this work. So this is my world view is this type of man. Um, and I know the rest, there's a lot of other types of men out there that are not um, of the same level of awareness and consciousness and, you know, really just this depth that these guys are. Um, but these guys exist. And I know that there are so many other men out there as well that just don't even know that something like this is a possibility for them 
or they would be doing it, you know, and they're, these are guys that are good guys that really do have good hearts and they want to see women rise up. Like I am not hearing, I'm not part of, you know, groups of men that they're like, bring women down and, you know, feminism is evil and things like that. Um, so it's just, uh, ultimately like, I think, groups like this where we can do this healing work and start to spread that um is what's going to create the hopefully an impact you know on other people as well i see it rising sarah rose i see you know the men who are um the men who are maybe toning themselves down in order to protect women, I see that as like an emerging characteristic of men who are about to step more deeply into their masculinity in a responsible, respectful way. I feel like that's like the first step. It's like, you know, the pendulum swing where it's like, okay, I don't want to make the mistake. And so I'm going to tone myself all the way down. And so it's, you know, we're losing that, that polarity, that charge, uh, but the pendulum is coming back the other way. And the more uh, information, the more knowledge that is gained from the men who are having these kinds of perspectives, these, these deeper um, insights into their own awareness, getting in touch with their emotion, right? Then moving back over to the more masculine side of how can I rewrite my pattern how can i create my own character like even my alter ego right if i was being a super a superhero version of myself you know what what traits would i want to embody and then bringing those in uh, a bit at a time and allowing allowing us to know that you know it is a process like not only are we shifting within ourselves we have an entire culture and society that's also shifting, that's also rewriting these scripts. And I see it happening. I see more and more conversations along these lines. I see more men showing up uh, in support of women and also standing in their masculine. I see more examples of this all the time. And so I feel hopeful and like it is happening. It is. Yeah, it really is. And it's, there's, oh, I think the polarity that we see in the media that really highlights the the opposite of that. Um, I don't know if it's like, is this their last stand? You know, is this they they feel like that they just have to really act out right now because everything has changed so rapidly and quickly, and they just are terrified. They don't know what their place is in society anymore. They feel like they have no value, they have no worth anymore, and so they're projecting that fear and the insecurity outwardly as anger. You know, there's definitely that happening, but, and of course, like, it's so, it's so big right now, right? Like, it's just so much energy around that aspect of masculinity is really being highlighted. And unfortunately, I think it's taking away from highlighting the good things that are happening, the evolution that other men are going through. And, you know, I just, again, hope that men who see what's going on, the toxicity, don't shut themselves down further because of it. And again, that whole, I don't want to contribute to the problem. So I'm going to shut myself down because, you know, that's not, 
it's not sexy. It's not attractive. Like being open is sexy and attractive. Being able to communicate and relate and like have an open heart. That is what is really, that's where you're going to find your match. You know, like if you can be in that type of authenticity, then you can meet somebody else that is in theirs, you know, and like, that's, that's how I love coaching men and women is like, just be in your authenticity. And there's so many like dating coaches and things that are like pickup artists that coach people to be something that they're not right it's like get the girl by being something different than what you are and like can it can it work sometimes like short term yeah but is it really what you want you know do you really want to live your life like that i know i don't no, I definitely do not. And it's not going to work in the long term because ultimately either that person's going to keep up the facade so they can keep the relationship and they're going to be miserable within because it's not who they really are or who they really are is eventually going to come to the surface and people are going to discover like, hey, like this doesn't work. And I think we see this a lot in our relationships. I think it's a big reason why so many relationships have been failing. And there is there is so much potential by us being authentically sharing who we are. I mean, that shutting down, the distracting ourselves, the like making ourselves small, that's just, that's actually not stopping these things from happening like each of us shining our light saying what we think when we see it like being authentically expressed like that's what's creating the shift when we are making ourselves small we're doing a disservice to ourselves and we're perpetuating the thing that we're avoiding yes we definitely are and i was just thinking about myself like when i go out on dates like I just show up and just have a conversation, you know, I'm like not trying to prove anything or be something or try and get anything. I'm just like, Hey, it's nice to meet you. You know, just like I would sit down and have a meal with you and, you know, just like show up. And like, (laughs) I think the, the more that people are able to do that, like you can just, um, you get to know each other faster and you get to know the real person. And, you know, like I was saying at the beginning of this conversation, like knowing sooner rather than later is a a good thing. Yeah. I love that idea. I mean, I have friends, I dated a man once and he was married for 13 years. It took him 13 years to figure out that that was not what he wanted. And that to me is just like, I would be mad if I was an old white guy and I was living a life where I, you know, I was being this thing. And then all of a sudden I discovered that I didn't have to be that right. Like that, gosh, let's figure these things out sooner. Let's fast forward the things that we're learning. And the way to do that is through authenticity and through asking the curious questions, like really getting to the heart of, of these questions. I mean, I know it takes courage to ask somebody on a date, what is it that they really want in relationship? You know, I know these questions, it takes courage to answer them, but these, this is the pathway. This is how we find out if 
we're with a, a match for someone who is going to be a great friend for us or with somebody who maybe is not going to be a great friend or maybe somebody who you know is like wow i mean i mean i can really imagine us aligning to to create a family together you know having those that that aligned shared vision but we're not gonna we're not gonna find that out unless we're actually talking about it mm-hmm, definitely and I think also what's important is for there to be spaces for men to have these conversations together and like really to be able to have community. And that's one of the, the main things in the Man on Fire program that the guys report back is such a tremendous value to them is the community of other men who are also exploring these questions and um, like really looking at what does a modern integrated man look like sexually? What does he look like as a leader? What does he look like as a father? And, you know, having guys that have these, have these conversations with, because, you know, they say that even their best guy friends, guys that they've been friends with for decades, they cannot have these conversations with, like, there's just certain lines that you do not cross when you're a man, when it comes to what you talk about with other men. And so they're so incredibly grateful just to have this open space, um, where, they can just have real conversations. Yeah. Well, they say, if you want to go fast, go together. And I think this is such a beautiful thing. You know, I see women do this all the time. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why um, women do evolve quickly is because there is a lot of openness and um, like conversation around these kinds of topics. And yeah, these spaces for men to talk about these deeper issues. I mean, I think this is a key, a key practice that needs to be available for anyone who's wanting to create a shift. Like we know that if we have that support network around us, this is why coaching is so amazing and group coaching and, and programs, like this is why it works. That's why it works is because we have a community of people. We have that support and that feedback and that, that continuous, connection that that loop where we can report back like hey this is what i'm seeing and you know what are you seeing and being able to learn from each other's experiences it's like pushing fast forward on the learning curve because we do have that that support Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, they, they also say that like there's more people get more out of group coaching programs than private coaching because of that, like learning from each other, being around people who are going through similar experiences as you um, and community is is really huge. It is, you know, of course, we also see the flip side where, you know, community can come together for destructive purposes. Um, um, but when we're coming together for um, productive purposes, it can be really, really amazing as well. Um, so, yeah, um, just also looking at at like all these misconceptions that there are around masculinity, like just this narrative of um, like masculinity men or something predatory uh like there's such a narrative around that and of course these narratives come from 
real life situations. You know, there have been so many men that have been predatory towards others. And unfortunately, you know, that's where it comes from. But it's not the majority of men that are doing that. And what we need is for the rest of men to really rise up and let these other guys know, like, this is not acceptable. You're not going to behave this way. And like really coming into that warrior state of being and like rising together and shutting this other shit down. Yeah. I mean, that's how this, this is how culture changes. This is how movement happens is that there's a tide of people who are doing something different. I mean, this is this is how things change in our culture and in our society. And I think we can see it happening right now. I mean, there is a lot of polarity and, you know, like maybe more negative kinds of conversations, but these kinds of things are sparking more of us to stand up and shine, you know, what we believe, what we, what we want to see in the world. Um, and, genuinely create this shift in society. And I think it's already happening. I mean, if we look at, you know, young people um, coming into the world today, there's so much more access to new cultures, new ways of being, like just through the internet, through social media, there's so much access that, that these old patterns that have been ingrained in us, you know, from generations and generations, the possibility of that changing really quickly is greater than it has ever been. It is. I would like to challenge men though, because I, what I observe is that there are more women that are coming out saying that this type of predatory behavior is unacceptable and more women banding together than men. And I feel like just from my perspective, what I've seen there haven't been as many men really stepping out and telling, you know, like saying that this is something that needs to change in society. Not to say that it, they don't think it does, but maybe they just haven't been as vocal about it. And I would really like to challenge men to start being more vocal about the changes that they want to see in society um, rather than just, you know, letting women take the lead with this. Yes, I am in. I applaud men who do this, even if it's like, a, I mean, it can be a little thing like, hey, bro, like we don't talk to ladies that way, right? It could just be like in your own inner circle. I mean, like those moments can really create a, a groundswell and a shift, but also like I love being appreciated by men. I love being honored, you know, for who I am. So even even like showing up in a way where, where, you know, we're using our voices as a platform to call other men to action. Cause I know that my voice only gets so far, right? My voice, I mean, I'm, I'm female bodied, you know, I, but to have men joining together and to share their voices about respecting women about the new paradigm of what it means to be the empowered masculine what it means to be a man in this world what it means to, for you to be a man in this world i mean those kinds of conversations opening that up with friends opening that up with community and in social media spaces i think the more that we do that the more that we're going to be calling forward that kind of energy 
I mean, can you imagine if men had marches like the ones that happened? Uh, what was that? How many years ago now? Like three years ago or so? Like I'm thinking the pink pussy hat marches, right? You know, can you imagine if men were having marches not wearing pink dicks on their heads, but <laughs> just out there, like really coming together and in this stand, this solidarity of like, we are here choosing to make a difference. Like we are wanting to move forward with society. We want progressive society. We want progressive values that are whole and alignment integrated healed and like really taking a stand for that like oh my god i would be a woman in the sidelines like fucking drooling i would just be like oh my god these men are so hot <laughs> yeah i mean it is sexy it is it's so sexy i think if men knew just how sexy it was i think they might do it even more totally right <laughs> yeah i mean just the thought of just the thought of of men marching in solidarity uh to create a brighter future to to bring in the you know the the strong benevolent masculine uh energy and like to have that band together i mean that is so much power that is so much sexy that is Whew, sign me up. Tell me when the march is. I will go. I'll share it on social media. I'll talk it up. I'll send my brothers. Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'll be having a big orgy after. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for some cards. What do you think? Oh, I love that. I love that. Let's play some cards. I, uh, yeah, I've been really loving this deck lately. To those of you who haven't played, this is the Intimacy deck. Uh, it's on the Games for Humanity website. And I just got this, actually, this would be, I haven't made men's specific group. Like I haven't done like just men's only playing this, but this seems like this would be awesome for men to open up the conversation with other men in a fun way. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys do you guys play this in your man on fire group? I know that they often play it with their partners. Um, do they ever play it in a group together? No, we well, I mean, I don't know what they do like in their private groups because I'm not in those, but I haven't heard that they do. And we haven't done it as any of like the official things, but it could actually be cool like even if it wasn't something where we were necessarily having discussions about it but we could even just like post one of the questions from the cards each week like in our group and they could maybe respond that way Ooh! oh i love this idea i love it okay okay i think i'm also gonna host a men's night yeah also, I think I'm going to do, oh, I feel so excited. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel so like turned on by this. Like, getting men to talk about sex with each other. That is fun. Okay. I pulled a card in all the excitement and I pulled when I talk about sex with my lover, we talk about blank. 
when I talk about sex with my lover, if we talk about everything, like just the whole thing, like are we going to be exclusive or open or, you know, what are the, what's going on there and like protection and birth control and STDs, STIs. I, I always am like back and forth between calling STDs and STIs because like most people know of it as STDs, but we really should be referring it to STIs. And then what else? Just like what we like, you know, are we like, if we're just in the mood for a fuck, do we want to make love for hours? Like, do we want some kink or BDSM or are there different tantric practices that we want to do? Yeah, just all of it. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like this because it is, it's like keeping, it's keeping the, the conversation open. It's like what we were talking about before about really being real and authentic uh, with, you know, who we are. And for me, you know, when I talk about sex with my lover, so I, I love to talk about everything also. Uh, I love getting detailed uh, in, you know, what the specific desires are. I like to know what my lover's what they really like want to try. They really love those things, um, what they're willing to try. So like, what's like a, an edgier thing is maybe something they've wanted to, but like haven't tried or, you know, they'd be willing to do, but it's not their favorite thing. And then the stuff that they won't do, the things that, you know, are not interesting to them. I like to understand the, the bigger terrain of, um, you know, what we're working with. And then in the moment, I mean, that's like more of like context kind of conversation, but in the moment, I just, I love hearing from my lover what they want and what they're going to do. For me, words are just so, so sexy. I love to feel like the whisper in my ear and the the hot breath on my neck um, when we're talking about these things. It's just like, oh, I'm ready to take off my clothes like right away just just from talking about it um mm, yes yeah who getting a little hot right now mm. <laughs> all right let's pull this one so to me sacred sexuality is okay so sacred sexuality is just I mean anything can be sacred so like it's not a specific type of sex but for me it's more like bringing intention to the sex and um yeah I think that's the the main aspect of it for me like to make it sacred like you know it can be it can be Tantra, it can be BDSM, it can be vanilla sex, um, but just like bringing conscious awareness and intention to, to it makes it sacred. Yeah, I am, I'm so with you. I think that just like any given day, anything that we do can be a totally sacred moment. And it really has to do with like you said, the intention, but then for me, it's like, it's like, there's a sense of awe 
there's a sense of curiosity. There's like being in the moment of like a sense of reverence as part of that. And yeah, I mean, it could include spanking for sure. <laughs> you know, it could include like trying on different characters and, and, and playing with that. And it can just include, you know, okay, I'm tired. And like, let's, let's have some sex before bed. Um, it could include all those things, but if we take that moment and we imbue it, we like give it meaning. That's really what the intention is, is we're giving it meaning. Whenever we do that, what we're doing is sacred. Agreed. Definitely. <sighs> Would you like to play one more card, Sarah? Yeah, let's do it. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, 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 I pulled a yellow card. <laughs> yellow card is the solar plexus so it's um it does have a lot of that masculine energy so um i'm an amazing lover because blank blank and blank Ooh, three blanks <laughs> are you sure i think you could fill those in sarah Rose. i feel like you could do like three paragraphs or three books <laughs> worth of amazing lover reasons um all right so I think that I'm an amazing lover because I'm just like real and just in it and I just experience what's happening um without like just you know being in my head or you know just um trying to be anything like and I can adapt pretty easily to different types of sexual situations and have fun with like most of them even if it's not like that great like in the moment I can still find a way to like you know have some fun and then afterwards I'll probably just be like yeah never fucking do that again but like in the moment I can just be in it you know and I'm definitely a very good kisser and I've been told that I give really good head and um so uh yeah I think I like and I bring something out of my lovers that uh they tend to they they say that like they haven't they don't experience with other people and it's just I think it's just like that raw realness that like no inhibition it's just like just fucking going for it and um you know I think that's that's something that that I really work with my clients to be able to embrace those aspects of themselves because I think that is what really makes great sex was that more than three <laughs> 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 I could keep going if you want. <laughs> mm. Well, maybe they'll just have to tune in next time. Okay. <laughs> and that is Sex and Sarah Rose. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode and to find out more about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.